Hey, welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast, a deep dive into the beginnings of musicians and bands of the heavy variety. And this week, fucking big one, and you've already read the fucking tr- the title of the episode. It's Lucius Borich of Cog. Crazy fucking crazy shit, right? Um, so Lucius is in a band called Cog. And if you don't know who Cog are, um, get out of the rock that you're sleeping under because they've been around for fucking ages crazy band like pioneers of the progressive metal style especially within australia like probably the first band to ever like be a progressive band on like some sort of successful level which is fucking crazy i mean obviously outside of like frank zappa and shit because that shit was wild but progressive metal fucking sick shit he's also got a studio called studio 101 yeah, they'll be on tour this August and September as Cog hit the road on the Monolith tour. I think about a oh fuck, I can't even remember when. Earlier this year, start of this year, I um, promoted the these shows because they had Relica on them. Yeah, starting on the thirteenth of August, they are playing Eaton's Hill outdoors in Brisbane. The twentieth of August, Bella Vista Farm in Sydney. The twenty seventh of August, Picker Melbourne. And September 17th, they are playing Red Hill Auditorium in Perth. It's Carnival, Cog, Ocean Grove, Pliny, Sleep Makes Waves, Relica, and Yomi Ship. Fucking cool shit. Um, yeah, this is a really fucking sick episode. If you're a musician, you will greatly appreciate this episode. This was so eye-opening for me as a musician, just to like hear another musician talk about music in like a passionate way different to how I normally talk about music because I'm super passionate about music, but this was like the artistry of like being an instrumentalist and the passion behind that. It was fucking awesome. So yeah, sit back, relax, listen up, fucking, you know, the deal. Uh, It's Sunday. You know what that means? Hit Hit a fucking gimmick, dog. Gang. Hey man, how you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> every awesome. time, I, every time I do this, I like do the same thing, and I talk about it on like almost every episode, like the awkward like pretend conversation that we've already had. Oh yeah, those ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it was yeah. pretty hard. It was pretty heartfelt though, so I don't think we could repeat it. So. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, um, but yeah. <laughs> We'll get into everything with you and Cog and like your journey through music. Um, and like, what's sure. the what's the first like remotely heavy band you remember hearing for the first time? Oh, that would have to be Jimi Hendrix, I think. Okay, sick. Yeah, yeah. I have to, you know, if I have to go back to when I was a young child. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was definitely probably Jimi Hendrix because my dad had quite an extensive record collection and okay. Hendrix was probably I think he had one Black Sabbath record in there as well. But okay. for some reason, Hendrix seemed to be way more electric and and kind of heavy. Yeah, um, yeah. But then there was like, but he also had Dark Side of the Moon, and that was a different type of heavy, heavy yeah. as well. You know, like it was. There was something going on, like lyrically, and just you know, those like songs were very, yeah. It was like yeah, yeah. another type of you know heavy wavelength vibration, I guess. You know, yeah. Um, 
And then um, I think from there, really, the, the kind of like one of the first heavy bands I kind of got into and became a fan of was probably Van Halen. Okay, sick. So, yeah, and that was when they did the Hot for Teacher and, you know, and, and you know, some of the early albums yeah, know, yeah. and stuff like that. So, like David Lee Roth, Van Halen. David Lee Roth Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember jamming with, you know, friends in garages and, and playing a lot of those songs as well. And they yeah. were kind of, you know, had that energy and that that kind of emotion, that heaviest, heavier side of things. You know? Yeah, before Eddie uh, got into the like the, the synth pop shit. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. he got into that, <laughs> yeah. that came in. But, um, yeah, I love some of that stuff too. But, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that was probably one of the heaviest, you know, things I got into when I was young. Yeah, um, it was probably Van Halen, I think, and that yeah, I would have been, I would have been all of, you know, sixteen, seventeen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then down the track, um, I mean, but there was also the DKs, you know, like uh, that was yeah, that yeah. was another thing that was heavy, but it was it was different. It was obviously raw, very raw, very punky. More, yeah, punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- there was that that kind of thing going on, and then um. You know, obviously the '90s hit. So when the '90s hit, um, oh, I, I have to actually, I should put in there too. Throw in there ACDC, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That was, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, when the '90s hit, then you know there was a plethora of of quite heavy, distorted bands that I really yeah. got into. You know, like Alice in Chains and Helmet and yeah, and um, those type of bands, Soundgarden. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and you know Metallica and things like that. So, yeah, sick. And like through that, obviously, you said you were playing like like jamming Van Halen songs. And what was the band that came along for you that made you be like, I want to try playing music too? Well, I think that would probably be my 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 father's a musician, so okay. I think it would. It, Definitely, yeah. He's a blues rock guitarist, and he was oh, considered in the, um, you know, throughout the the seventies and and the early eighties, you know, Australia's best blues rock guitarist. So, oh, that's sick. Um, yeah, oh. and he got like awards and quite notified in, in that genre. He still plays today. He's in his, you know, he's in his uh, what is he seventy six now? And I've done yeah, yeah. you know extensive extensive touring with him through my life and, and okay. whatnot. Um, so I think it would be playing. You know, I was just witnessing um, his bands play and listening to his albums that got kind of got me into playing music, and 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 it was like, well, I want to play music too. Yeah, yeah, that's um, so sick. And, and that, yeah, and that's what I want to do. And th- and there was part of that was because my family was split up, so a part of that was uh, getting closer to him to some degree. I thought, yeah, well, I could probably get closer to him if I became a musician. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he was off. <laughs> you know, doing the stereotypical, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, cliche, archetype kind of rock and roll thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, the family was over in this ball ballpark over here. Yeah. And, um, but I thought that was a way to connect and, and, and get get close to him too. But in the earlier days when we were a family, um, yeah, I was around a lot of musicians and, um, you know, and, and, yeah, that was kind of inspiring. They were making little drum sets and drum kits for me and things like that. So, and my uncle was a famous, um, 
he only passed away a few years ago, but he was Australia's considered like Australia's soul singer, Doug Parkinson. So okay. I grew up, yeah, like I grew up in a real um, musical kind of family. Musical family, yeah, yeah was, that's wild. Part of my life, yeah, real big part of my life. So it was, yeah, I kind of already, you know, the compass was kind of set to some degree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. It just meant that I had to put in the work. Now, you know, it was. Yeah. It, it was, and that's that's what I you know, chuffed off and tried to do was was pretty much put in the in the work yeah that's so sick that's wild so like from an early age it's just all there yeah i was pretty lucky very creative um yeah you know, um, kind of family in the sense of you know just music always being around you know and the creativity of music and what that can bring into your life yeah. it's fucking beautiful shit <laughs> the creativity yeah, of music yeah, is yeah. just incredible like discovering music but also having like that rooted like where that sort of style of music came from, like without blues, there is no like heavy music. Yeah, I absolutely. If you yeah, trace no, it far back it, enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, its roots are in in, in there for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, That's wild. Know, then, yeah, obviously you got your, your you know my dad's record collection was was quite um, eclectic. You know, we yeah, yeah. from jazz to really heavy music to you know Frank Zappa to you know, um, reggae and, and whatever yeah. else. So, you know, when you're young and there's, you know, there's no devices and there's yeah. no iPads and PlayStations and crap <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that, you know, you, you gravitate to the next, well, I guess the first, those electrical elements that are in the house and one yeah, was yeah. the stereo and then next to it was the record collection. So, yeah. you know, I just remember going through the record collection and going, oh, well, what's this one? You know, yeah. what's that one going to sound like, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that was the kind of, ex yeah, that was the exploration, you know, of, of, um, of that. And then, you know, before you know it, you've got your headphones on and your sticks in your hand and you're closing yeah. your eyes and you're playing on the carpet, listening to the, yeah. listening to the music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And a, a time period where like musicians were actually musicians, like you had to be incredibly talented, not like internet yeah, had, bands yeah, yeah. or anything now. Yeah, you had to earn it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you had to earn it, and you had to come yeah. up with something creative of your own. You know? Yeah, uh, opposed yeah. to kind of like you know, just kind of um, piggybacking off off you know, like you do see, like you're saying, in, yeah, on yeah. the internet and things like that. You know, these 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 people kind of, you know, and I get it to some degree. We we all have learnt and come from you know, copying and emulating and practicing yeah. along to you know, music and and people who we like and musicians we like um but you know you, you'd hope to think that you, you kind of break away from that um especially when you get into your you know your, your very early teens and start yeah. creating something of your own you know yeah so there's a big difference own. between like using it as an influence and putting your own spin on it or opposed to like uh, and opposed to like what you hear on like I think it's a Jack Harlow song, which is like he's just taken a Fergie song and put it in his song, and it's like that's yeah. new, new music now. It's like it's not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird, isn't it? It's I yeah. mean, you can be creative in different, you know, creative obviously in different types and formats and, and whatever yeah, yeah. else. But you know, a lot of the music uh, that I've found in, interesting anyway is is never been really carbon copies of anything, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's been definitely exploration about, you know, well, what are the possibilities, you know, and, and, you know, I, you know, I mentioned, you know, Frank Zappa, I mean, he was yeah. so eclectic in his range yeah. of, of Revolutionary. You know, taking yeah, taking yeah. influences and whatnot, but really uh, molding it into his own style and having the attitude of like, well, I don't, I don't give a fuck if you like it or not, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. but I really like it. 
yeah and to me i you know it's it's interesting to me and yeah so you know it's um yes yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a different world now in, in, in yeah. that sense and <laughs> sure. a lot of shit seems to be quite homogenized and sounding the same as well yeah. because you know you've got shit loads of bands and they're all using the same plugins and the same sound sources and definitely you know yeah. and all that stuff and they just they just sound like carbon copies of each other you know yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's not inspiring to me you know that's probably why I, I go back to some of the earlier records you know yeah well like yeah especially like that stuff where it's all like super fresh and the first time someone's doing stuff like that like there's there's been i don't think there's been another hendrix since like no no guitar player that plays like him or sings like him or gives that vibe mm. of him. Mm. Yeah. He's definitely a mold in his, in his own right. Yeah. Know? And that's, that's, that's so unique and it's so captivating and, and special. And that's why it'll stand the test of time, you know? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Sick. So like, that's where it all starts for you. And then in, was it 98 cog kicks up? Yeah, pretty much. You know, Flynn and I were in a, a, a quite a heavy distorted, you could say, um, metal band. Yeah. Um, which we kind of grew, we grew out of that band. Uh, and we did quite, quite well yeah. in that band. That band was called The Hanging Tree. And, okay. you know, that was kind of quasi stoner rock punk metal stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, dynamically was was a lot of fun. It's still probably one of my favorite records I've ever played on because one of oh, yeah. was almost, it was like one of the last vinyl, uh, not vinyl, sorry, last um, analog okay. um, to tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To tape done albums, which, you know, everyone was performing on the mixing desk and yeah, you know, yeah. had a knob each with a, you know, whether it be the reverb or the mute or the, you know, the pan or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone was on the desk kind of, you know, and you and you you, you do a you play through, and then you you put it onto DAT, and um, it'd be like a performance mix as, yeah, as yeah. you were going. It was a lot of fun, and that album had no no click tracks and things as well. So oh, wild! It was yeah, it was very um, very yeah, just just uh, ahead our authenticity, elasticity of yeah. our sense of time, time and feel, which I think gave that record something really special, yeah, and sure. really unique, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it grew, Cog kind of grew out of that and, um, yeah, kind of kicked off and I went overseas actually and, and was writing and kind of living and working for a little while in, um, in Los Angeles and, and yeah, Flynn was still based in Sydney, Australia and we were sending, sending each other kind of, uh, I guess ideas, you know, uh, riffs and ideas and things like that. And when we got back together, um, when I came back to Australia, we just kind of, um, you know, kept, kept meeting up a few times a week and, and kind of putting these parts together and they started to make sense and create some kind of style, yeah. which was definitely more in the progressive definitely, style yeah. vein of things. Yeah. So, and we just, you know, we just, we, we tried to, to create a band and get a singer and, and um, things like that. And it just eventuated that Flynn ended up singing because we couldn't find the right one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who would stick who would stick around anyway yeah um and then um yeah it kind of became what it, it became from there and we, we we created a um you know the just visiting um music which was you know two eps yeah, yeah, yeah. going on to onto cd album and then you know onto vinyl after that which was which was fantastic considering where it how it birthed and and where it came from yeah you know? that's yeah. crazy so like 
that entire period is just like grinding out, like getting the band off the ground and then drop two sick EPs. At the time, I feel like it would have been like mental to hear like 2002, those two EPs came out. I think like the only band kind of doing something yeah. in that vein was like the more progressive stuff would be like kind of tool really. Yeah, yeah. And I think we were probably even more progressive than, than yeah. them. Yeah, because they had to get to that point. Was- yeah, they they were still very kind of you know four on the floor kind yeah. of like you know with with um, Undertow and that that yeah. opiate album. It wasn't until they got to like the the Enema album that um, or yeah, they got album, real progressive. They got and... a bit more. They got more progressive. But we, yeah, yeah, we we had stuff like that already going on, and then we kind of got lumped into that that band on that bandwagon, which was probably not a bad thing because yeah, they yeah, were yeah. starting to you know kind of pick up. But we definitely felt like we had. Um, you know, there was something similar because the songs were longer. There was some different types of, you know, styles of time signatures in there. Yeah. Um, there was no real, um, you know, you, you could say, you know, uh, structured, you know, kind of typical, yeah. you know, kind of 4-4 four, four stuff that was pop or whatever. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was definitely going in the more prog vein, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we just kept pursuing that and, you um, because it's always been about kind of possibilities and, and, and what we can come up with. And then that's, like you said, it just came out of, out of those two uh, EPs, which yeah. were meant to be, it was meant to be um, a prototype. Um, okay. Almost like it a was demo. Record, it, yeah. It was recorded as a demo. Those two EPs okay. were, and all that music was recorded as a demo to give to, you know, a record company or try yeah, to get yeah. someone interested to pay and fund for a real yeah. recording. To like shop around to be like, this is what we are. Yeah, and we wanted to make that as professional as we could, and we did, and yeah. we made CD artwork and all the rest of it, and um, but no one gave a shit. So Oof. we just ended up um, going, well, let's just release that, and um, you know, we, we we think the songs are there, and I think that's more than you know more than the production. We think the songwriting is is what's important, yeah. and uh, and we can deliver kind of that live as well. So that's what what i guess you know held the value with those um with those songs yeah um, for sure yeah and it kind of just and then it just went from there sick and then here you are now <laughs> yeah yeah what is it almost like 50 or 20 odd years later something, yeah, yeah. something like that um you know which seems pretty pretty crazy in the grand scheme of things i mean yeah keeping a band together um you know as as people in groups and bands will know it can be pretty pretty uh, interesting pretty dynamic tough <laughs> yeah. to try, and, yeah. try and keep it together but but uh, i don't know we're a three-piece and they're brothers so maybe it's a little easier yeah yeah for sure between. so um yeah yeah we're, we're we're you know living in the same uh, region pretty much around byron bay yeah, yeah. um the, the northern rivers area so we're pretty you know we're pretty close i've got a recording studio i've just created i've had here for a while and i'll just build a new one so um we've got the you know the parts and pieces to the puzzle to to keep on pursuing and, and keep being creative um, yeah, for sure. if, if we want if we want to yeah yeah sick i was gonna ask about the studio like what spawned that as like a thing where you just like sick of spending money on other people's studios and fighting for time and shit? Uh, well, it's kind of like obvious when you start to get into it that you go, well, okay, well, it costs a lot of money to, yeah. to get into these studios <laughs> yeah. and then you've got to have the know-how how to actually capture the sound and all the rest of it and that's, you know, yeah. a whole degree in itself, you know. There we are trying busy to be, you know, uh, 
get our music together as musicians, let alone yeah. you know trying to forge a path in time of in terms of engineering and, and um, doing that stuff. But um, I've always been really really interested in that side of it. So okay. and I've spent a lot of years you know in and out of studios and just paying close attention to how it all kind of sounds and works and where you know what what goes where and and how things kind of plug into what and and all the rest of it. So I always had a feeling and wanted to, it was part of my you know, journey, I guess, is I've always wanted to, to be on that side of it as well, opposed to just being a musician and, and playing live. I want to, yeah. I want to be able to, you know, learn how to capture a drum sound, a guitar sound, a bass and vocal sound, whatever else. And, you know, explore what that has to offer in terms of, you know, painting with sound and, and mixing and engineering, you know? So yeah. I kind of chuffed off down that path when uh, definitely more um, rigorously with, with uh, more of a focus when COG had, took a little bit of time out and had a bit yeah, of a break. Yeah. Like that yeah, 2010 so, hiatus. Yeah. So yeah. from there, I, I, I kind of went, well, now's my time to, to try and, you know, uh, invest in, in that side of, you know, creativity and what I want to do. So um, I just went down that avenue of, you know, uh, getting as much gear as I could and learning as much as I could and yeah. demoing and, and recording bands as much as I could. And, and it kind of, you know, it's, you know, what, it, what would it be now? It's like, yeah, something like 15 odd years later. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, I've got a studio um, up and running basically in Ballina really. Okay. Sick. Um, which is a pretty, yeah, pretty cool space. So yeah, um, yeah I kind of love that side of it as, as well. Awesome. Just figuring out how the sausage is made. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ingredients. yeah. Yeah, that's wild. And like stuff like that helps the scene, like especially in a town like Ballina, where it's like it's close enough for like Queensland bands, it's close enough for Sydney bands. And there's also like the opportunity to build a scene there. Yeah, yeah. It's right next to the airport, which is great. Oh, sweet. Like you're saying. And, and, and it is, you know, quite a central point. And I don't think there's, you know, anything like it in, ba- in Ballina or around these parts of the. The northern rivers so yeah um yeah i'm really excited to you know get it off off the ground because i had like when we moved here i had a home recording studio which was which was great and it was uh you know meeting a certain purpose and and doing you know really cool things had good yeah. artists come through and, and whatnot and there was some good music came out of there and and cog you know we we wrote and recorded some music out of there as well but yeah. this is a bit of a you know you could say a little bit more of a step up um which is which is pretty cool so yeah yeah and I, I just i like working with with other bands as well you know and um i find that quite quite that dynamic quite interesting and and you know you can learn a lot from from that and also yeah, hopefully yeah, help sure. yeah hopefully help um you know other musicians um you know get creative and learn some things especially if you're producing you know and doing that type of thing as well yeah, yeah, and then like also like for your creativity, like seeing like a a new band doing something a little different coming through that could then like open up like more creative ideas for you, or like if it's a younger band, like seeing how they're doing it on like their level of the scene. Yeah, sure. My my thing is just wanting them to stick together because I yeah. find a lot of <laughs> yeah. the time they they end up getting together and you know they write this great music and then they come in and they record it and they spend all this money and then they get to the right to the finish line and then yeah. they break up yeah. then they break yeah. up and it's like oh okay yeah <laughs> you know and it's just like what are you doing yeah take a yeah. bit of time out just kick back for you know i don't know take 
two or three months off, just go and do what you've got to do and then reconvene and, and then, yeah. uh, you know, get, get what your, your intentions were with your creativity and get it out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Instead of they hit up the, the big things coming, Facebook post and never show up again. Yeah, it all gets a bit complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got you to gotta, you gotta sit down, you know, because it is, it, it is somewhat, um, you know, a, a, an energetic business deal. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You've so, got to put in you know, the time and certain, plan it all out. On a certain... Yeah, on a certain wavelength, you know, you, you've got to sit down at the start, you know, and have object, you know, objectivity of, of things and also where you would like to go. Yeah. You know, um, what you would like to aspire to, what you want to do, what the roles are in the band, who does yeah. what, you know, what, you know, and, and just have all that cemented before you kind of, um, and yeah, it can be a little sticky here and there trying to, trying to work that stuff out, but it, yeah. it, it's a lot worse down the track when you, you know, when bands start, you know, I guess trying to carve up the pieces. Yeah, yeah. Degree. Playing catch up on like who does what and what needs to be done yeah. and what hasn't been done yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to define those roles, I think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Especially like, I feel like that's probably like a good piece of advice for bands starting out because like you only figure that out by being in bands. If like the band, someone's into their first band, like you're not going to know that. Like, You've got to be like this person does this outside of the instrument they play. Like, what's their their role within the band to progress the band? Because you're a team working together for this overall goal of whatever that mm. may be, whether it be like touring or releasing things or just being like somewhat successful at all. Yeah, hundred percent. It's very important, I think. Yeah, like one one weak link will make it all fall apart. Yeah, it can. It, it really can. I've seen it many, many times. You know? Yeah. And 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 when people define their roles and they know what they what they can do, there's no confusion. Yeah. You know, which, which is good. And and you know, uh, you know, if someone needs to pick up some of the pieces because you know someone can't do something or whatever for whatever reason. You know, that can be easily fixed and maintained yeah. and done as well. It's just it just helps when you have that clarity. Yeah, of that type of stuff, you know, and I think the band and, and you know your project will last longer, you know, for sure. And yeah. on top of all that, there's going to be one band dad that's telling everyone what needs to be done when it needs to be done. Yeah, usually, yeah, usually there's there's someone in who's yeah, in a yeah. position for whatever reason that may be energetically that they, they you know uh, they they seem to be you know somewhat more pushy or, yeah, yeah. or more active or more active or, or whatever that and that can be for various reasons you know that could yeah, just yeah. be the nature and character of of the person you know yeah and it's um, all for the know, benefit of the band yeah, yeah yeah you know everyone's characteristics of who they are as a yeah, human yeah. being can be quite different at times and you know need to be taken into account i mean i, I guess in the bands of all the bands i've ever been in i've always been somewhat pushy you know or, yeah, yeah. or just wanting to get things done yeah and wanting to you know because i don't like idly sitting sitting around i've got a yeah, finite yeah. sense of time in this experience and i want to be as creative and contribute as, as much as I can to, you know, um, the, mu the musical realm, so to speak, you know, or, or even just my own personal music, musical legacy, you know. And um, yeah. so I've definitely, you know, been guilty of, of maybe being too pushy. So you've got to, you know, you've got to Find know, but line. that's part of my, part of my nature of, you know, not having as much patience as, as yeah. perhaps <laughs> some of the other, you know, people in, yeah, the, in yeah. the band. Um, which is my lesson, you know, which I take, you know, on board and I'm very thankful for that, you know, yeah. so you just got to work with those dynamics, you know.
yeah, at least you're self-aware. There's like probably people out there in bands that are like pushy, but like don't know when to like pull it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that causes and, and I issues. Get, and I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you you really want to put yourself if you can into a better position musically and you know Definitely. financially and then all the rest of it. So, you know, the anxiety can be there, and 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 sometimes that can you know turn a band off. Yeah. Know? So for you sure. just you know just just kind of cruise through it and breathe through it and and do what you can. I always used to just put one foot in front of the other. It's yeah. pretty cliche, but every day I'd just get up and do something for the band. It didn't yeah. matter what it was. I'd do something to try and pro- to, to, to move it forward in, in some sense. If, you know, if we take, you know, moving forward as some progression yeah, yeah. Uh, into some, into some realm or whatever, but I, I just always wanted to make sure something was done for the band. Yeah. Um, you know, each day, you know, didn't, didn't matter how big or small it was. And I, and I think it paid off. You know, I think it oh, for sure. Work, you know. Yeah. You know, and think... the other guys in the band too were very, you know, um, similar, you know, to some degree, because we yeah. had roles, you know, we, we each, ended up defining roles within within the band um so to speak and then obviously we brought in new elements and we had people that kind of came along and then they yeah. created and had roles you know all of a sudden you've got you know your tour manager and your, your, your guitar and drum tech and yeah, yeah, yeah you know and before yeah. that they were just you know they were just good friends hanging out you know coming yeah. to a show carrying a, a guitar to, into yeah. the venue with, <laughs> yeah. with you you know and now you know like our, our tour manager yogi um, you know, he's off overseas. He's unfortunately broken down in a truck somewhere in Denver over oh, the US at the moment. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's doing, you know, he's been doing some of the biggest, you know, um, kind of uh, acts you, you could you could yeah. think of, you know. And, and that's, yeah, he's, you know, he's done done so much. And he, he was basically, he's basically been our good friend since the very, very beginning. Yeah. And um, he, he just, you know, just loved music and was passionate about music and um, loved the scene and the community and the, yeah. the environment that was um, created and wanted to be a part of it. Didn't quite know how. He played bass in a band, and okay. uh, a punk band, yeah. And we used to, you know, we'd go watch him and hang out and listen to the stuff and, and whatever. And, um, and But he was, um, yeah, he just kept coming to the shows and hanging out. And then before you know it, he's going, oh, I'll book a show here and I'll book a show there. Oh, I'll, I'll book a van. I'll just book yeah. the van, you know. And and then, you know, 20-odd years later, he's, he's mixed up in the in the music scene. And as he texts me today from somewhere in America, he's broken down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. But at wild. least it's summer. At least yeah. it's summer. Yeah. Freezing yeah. his yogi nuts off somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That's sick. And, like, that's like a testament to like, I think anyone in the music scene or industry on any level of like, if you want to be involved in it, like you'll find a way to stay involved in it. Yeah, you will. It's very much up to you. That's it's yeah. not going to be handed to you on a platter. At no, all. you got you to work you for it. To, yeah, you got to you got to you got to work and you got to work hard for it. And, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and and the 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 you know the biggest and best people who have have kind of done that have worked there fucking asses off you know yeah and we're talking about you know the people behind the scenes you know yeah because they're musicians who work so just hard, as important so. oh yeah well you know without them there's no show really exactly I mean, yeah you know, if drummers guitarists and bass players singers got enough trouble trying to you get their shit together yeah, you know, like all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure yeah you know, so yeah. even just getting in a room together yeah you know? that that can be so, so difficult organizing like four or five other people to get in a room and just practice oh, songs sometimes can be yeah, a nightmare. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that, I, when I was younger, I, you know, I, I heard a few quotes and things with like, oh, it's a young man's game or young woman's game, you know, yeah. being, you know, being a musician and stuff. And I used to think to myself, and I was young at the time, and I was, I used to think to myself, oh, really, you know, well, why can't you do it when you, you know, and have that attitude when you're yeah, in your yeah. 40s or something, you know, 40s, early 50s or whatever. Yeah. But now I'm around that vintage, I, I get it because it's like you get older, you get responsibilities and you yeah, get yeah. family and, and all the rest of it and other type of businesses and whatever. So, you know, it, you, you can see where that attitude and that um, commentary and wisdom was coming from, that's for yeah. sure. So, you know, you've got to definitely strike while the iron's hot when you're, when you're young if you want to be a musician and yeah. um, you know try and try and be creative and, and get it out there as as much as you can to to build some foundations for yourself for the future you know to play yeah, and do what definitely do. i mm. fully get that as i'm approaching 30 i'm like how much longer can i be doing this like fuck <laughs> yeah well i think i guess the one thing you got the first thing you got to define to yourself is you know like why are you doing it you know, yeah, yeah, yeah in the first place and you know that that would go back to something very simple like well i just it's just fun and it's creative and i love doing it there's you know yeah. there's never you know that attitude or that kind of feeling that you were having and relationship you were having with music that didn't have anything to do with anything monetary at yeah. the time you know it was just all about being creative um and and bringing the joy into your life that's something you know well it's an alignment with creation you know yeah. being that it's a creative realm that we're in so you're in total alignment you know which is fantastic which is you know gives you a, an awe-inspiring sense of, you know, uh, uh, spirit and, and, you know, good feelings and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, that, that's a, it's a good place to be if you, if you can, if you can get into that space. Yeah. That's a really interesting way to look at it. That's really like, yeah, yeah, that's sick. I'm going to think about that. Just hold on to that. Just, yeah, just hold on to that, you know, and, and, and because it's it it it'll mean more to you than anything you know monetary or or you know flagellation or whatever else you know yeah um just being creative is is a very cool thing you know definitely so you know the unfortunate thing is is that you know we've 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 monetized it which is not unfortunate that's fine to some degree obviously but um you know it's it's definitely um you know, the notoriety, the notoriety and all the rest of it, you know, can play a part in your anxiety if, if, if it's not really getting to where you want it, where yeah. you want to get to, you know, but yeah. I just know even just as a, as a drummer, as a musician myself, you know, trying to aspire to, to, you know, be the best version of myself that I can be as, as a drummer musician. Yeah. It's, it's not about necessarily anybody else really it's just the relationship i have with music and my instrument yeah you know which is just a journey yeah which is just a journey you know it's just an experience and it's a a journey so um you know just just kind of hold that as as your um your value to start with you know and 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 if you're able to get some cream on the top you know half your luck yeah for sure yeah yeah just keep being creative just keep being creative you know keep keep being in alignment with creation and keep being creative yeah i think that like the further along bands go the the further away they get from that pure place of um like being a teenager just being like i just want to like make something that's mine yeah 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 well that's right and you, you kind of have that when you're a young child as well you yeah know. um you'll get out in the sand pit and start you know playing with the dirt and creating all sorts of weird crazy things yeah you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so so yeah you, you just you, you just stick with it 
yeah. you know, and, and hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll get some gems out of it and you'll, you'll be, you know, somewhat, you know, a fan of your own music. Um, and, you know, you, you, you'll just feel grateful that you've, you've been able to have the relationship and the experience of, of creating something with sound. And, and musical instruments, you know, and something that's that is original. That is, you know, as an as an original, um, you know, piece as your your fingerprint, so to speak. You know. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you, if you can get it into that space. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's that's like this has been a really really interesting chat. Like to like a way to think about music. It's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah, and I say that to my my drum students too, you know, because I, I I teach and do that type of yeah. stuff. Why, you know, they're the teachers. I'm just passing on information. It's up to them to teach themselves. But yeah. I'll, I'll you know pass on the information that I know uh, in terms of drumming and whatnot. But you know, I I, I say this is a re- first and foremost, this is a relationship between you and your instrument. So foster yeah. that and make that the centerpiece and that the important part of you know you part of you being here in this creation is is and the and the reason for you having that relationship and want to have the relationship with music and your instrument you know that's that's that that in itself is that you've just you've just struck gold right there you know so many people you know don't have a sense of passion or something that they're creatively interested in or perhaps it's 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 hard to 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 aspire to get to to what they might want to to be or do yeah um but if you're lucky enough and you and you're aligned enough and and, you know just just hold that um experience and that nurturing of of you and your instrument as as something that's like just worth more than anything you know in in terms of like music you know and and the business and the business and all that side of it you know i mean now you've obviously got a plethora of of you know opportunities and ways and and you know you you can put your music out there compared to what, what we had, you know, you, you mean you can just do shit on a computer and release it on iTunes. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be recorded in a, you know, a thousand dollar a day studio, Yeah, you know, but you can still be, and your friends who live overseas can listen to it. So, yeah. um, you know, you've got you know, so many people have got so many different great um, parts of, of um, being able to put the music out there, which is, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, whether it gets lost in a, a sea of, of uh, you know, vastness or not, you know, that, that's another, that's another thing. But the important thing is, is that just, you know, being creative and you know, having, having that relationship, as I say, and then, you know, popping it out there. I think that's a, that's a good step in the right direction for, you, for your sense of self, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's mm. such, this has been such a good conversation. Well, we've got two minutes left. Um, I usually yeah, ask for like top five bands, but, I think if this runs out of time before I end it, um, it'll just end the entire call. So we might do like <laughs> your favorite band of all time and then we'll plug oh. the, <laughs> you can do top five if you want, but there's two top minutes. Five. Left. Yeah. Yeah. Top. I'd have to do top five. I yeah. Right. I definitely have to do top five. Yeah. I'll do top five and I'll try and start from when I was younger to kind of like where I am now. Okay. Cool. Um, in terms of, you know, say bands that I've, of, uh, I've liked or come across. Uh, yeah. So very early on, it would have to be the police Sick. and, and yeah, probably Van Halen uh, earlier on Yeah. Um, in terms of bands. And then I, I was definitely a big, and am, you know, as a prog, you know, I really love prog music. I think Genesis is probably one of the best prog 
bands okay. ever you know, be Sweet. creative on, on, on yeah they're just you know phenomenal and so for so many reasons so yeah, yeah. and phil collins is obviously an amazing drummer so i love yeah, his drums great. um but great great prog rock band um and i've really liked um you know let's say let's ramp it up a little bit closer um definitely sound garden was a was okay. a, a band i really admired i really liked yeah and um you know, and the heavy, more heavy, distorted stuff. You know, uh, there's Pink Floyd. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. Pink Floyd. But in the more distorted stuff recently, would probably be like a band like Mastodon. Really okay, like yeah, band. sick band. Yeah, yeah. I, really, yeah, I really like Mastodon. Um, I think they're, they're they're pretty clever and pretty pretty cool the way they put music together. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's probably more than five, isn't it? Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's all good. You know? but anyway, yeah, I've left cut... out probably a, a whole bunch of other. Oh uh, yeah, it's so, it's so hard to pick top yeah. five. You, you you get that on the big jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, before this cuts out, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome, John. No worries, mate. Awesome. Done for another week. Um, I've been awake since four thirty, and I feel like shit. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, if you like what you heard, go follow Cog on Instagram at Cog101. If you like what Lucius had to say, Lucius underscore Boric underscore drums on Instagram and his studio, Studio101 underscore recordings on Instagram. And just search Cog on Facebook and Twitter if you use Twitter, um, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to music. Fucking killer band. Killer band. I hope you really enjoyed that. Listen, it was fucking really eye-opening for me. As a musician, it was just like wild. I think even said in that episode, like, this is crazy. Like to hear someone talk about this. And I recorded this episode. This is the first one I've recorded since the passing of my father. And like it was weird to get back into the saddle of things because I don't think I like I didn't touch an instrument for like a month. I didn't look at doing a podcast for like a month. So it was nice to get back into the saddle of things of something that like my dad was super supportive of. Um, yeah, it was really cool. The Monolith Tour kicks off on August 13th at Eaton's Hill Outdoors in Brisbane. Saturday the 20th of August at Bella Vista in Sydney. Saturday the 27th of August. Pika in Melbourne. Saturday the 17th of September. It is Red Hill Auditorium in Perth. And if you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, subscribe, tell a friend. Um, share it. It's the best way to spread the word. Spread the good word. <laughs> what I'm doing over here with the podcast. Just trying to give bands and artists a platform to speak their message and um, have the people that go to shows kind of like see who's behind the stage in a way. Just I thought it was always a really cool idea. Um, and yeah, share it, tell a friend, subscribe, all that shit. Follow it on Instagram and Facebook at Heavy Sweater Podcast. Um, I don't know what else to say. New episode next week. Tour, you know the fucking dates if you've heard any other episode. Um, yeah. It's going to be sick. Thanks for listening. I'm going to go now because I'm cooking my partner breakfast to take to her, to her work. Which will be sick. It's a very lovely thing I do. Um, bye. Bye. See you later. Go on now. Get out of here. Silly dog, go get. Go on now. Go. No, for real. Um, bye. Thank you for listening, especially this far. See ya. <laughs>